Welcome to another episode of the podcast about comics and stuff. I am the one and only that goes by the name HB. And I am J3. This is episode two, and we will be discussing issue number two of TMNT, The Last Ronin. But before we even go into all of that, we have a few updates related to TMNT, The Last Ronin. And I want to just get my man J3 a pin on these updates. Spoiler alert, some of these updates is, um, or one of them is talking about the new comic that they're coming out, which is the sequel to The Last Ronin. So if you don't want to be spoiled on anything, or you're still trying to catch up with the first five issues of TMNT The Last Ronin, I will go ahead and fast forward the first ten minutes of this episode specifically to around the 11 minute mark so we're giving you a little time to go ahead and fast forward and we gonna get into it all right time's up okay so yeah we're gonna go ahead and get started with these updates now so the first update they will be making a sequel to the last ronin comic which it will be called the last ronin 2 re-evolution which it reunites the creative team from the original series, including co-writers Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz, artists Ben Bishop, Esau Escorza, and Isaac Escorza. Sorry if I jacked that up. Colorist, <laughs> colorist Edgar Delgado and letterer Sean Lee. The new series will follow the four new turtles that goes by the names of Yi, Uno, Odin, and Moja or Moha again? Oh, the first apologies. one was called Yee? Yeah, Yi. Like Yeezy? Like, yeah, Y-I. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Again, apologies if I did not say those names right, but yeah. Over Kanye. These four turtles, they were introduced on the final page of the last round in number five. The next generation of turtles has come in age, and with the help of their sensei, Casey Marie Jones, they'll rise up from the sewers and defend their war-torn city. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin 2, Re-Evolution, first issue will be released on December 13th, 2023. Man, brother, so what's your thoughts on that? How are you, how you feeling about that news right there? So... Based off of like full spoiler, full spoiler. So, so get out of here, y'all! If y'all don't want to hear this full spoiler, we about to spoil some stuff out here for y'all. So based off of Mikey dying, and then you know you see that like you got the miniature turtles and like the little terrarium or whatever. Mm-hmm. I completely understand that. Like, yeah, they were setting it up for a sequel. Mm-hmm. That'd have been perfectly fine if. They had it just left alone. But I can also see why they did a sequel. And, you know, you take out the main big bad is going to probably leave a vacuum for crime. Mm. So somebody's going to have to take that place. You know, these turtles are going to have to grow up with whoever Casey. is going to be the next big bad. And I mean, and they're going to be like super young. They're not going to be like the veteran turtles that, you know, that we get. It's going to be probably more like the movie that just came out. Oh, that age? Yeah. As far as the age? Yeah, that'd be my guess. It's like, you're probably going to get the younger, younger turtles, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, they'll be teenagers, which makes me wonder how old Casey will be because I think she's a teenager in this current. Right, well, like how how fast are they aging stuff? I mean, do are we are we doing ages of turtles by human years or like how does that work? I'm assuming by the human years. Okay, so yeah, so if we got if we're gonna wait until they get like 13, 14, Casey's already probably at least like seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she'll be in like her thirties by that point in time. Mm. April. Might be around by that point in time. I'm thinking she probably be gone. <laughs> and like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hard to call in on that one. Yeah, I think she's going to be expired by then for sure. Or they'll set it up that like she'll die in the run of the comic. That would be more impactful if they yeah. did that. Yeah. That yeah, I could see them doing that. Right, because basically she'll turn into kind of like a a master splinter esque type person, you know, like old person right. with wise knowledge, stuff like that. Right. I feel like that's what Casey is going to be ultimately. Well, at least for the turn. I, I feel like Casey will get there, but I feel like you still got her mom that that will probably be that role for right now. Kind yeah. of kind, probably trying to guide Casey as well. Because, right. you know, this is Casey's first time doing this. So, right, like, right. guiding her and then at some point she will pass, and then it will be totally just Casey. Right. That makes absolute sense. Yeah, I can definitely see in that work. When you originally heard of it, you was ready for the sequel. Yeah, I, I anticipate it. I mean, with the level of praise that this first one got, I was like, oh yeah, I can see them doing a sequel. It's a way to go in a new direction with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They've been around since what, late 80s, early 90s? Yep, and they've been teenagers this whole time. Right, which is crazy, because, again, human years, they should be definitely older, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But yeah, like, I can uh, I can understand, you know, going in a new direction to see, like, what's going to become of this. Yeah, and I agree. I'm curious to where they're going to go with this as well, because when I initially heard that they was doing the sequel, I wasn't sure necessarily how to feel about it at first because I wasn't sure if I was ready to even gravitate to a whole new group of turtles. Being so used to the original four, the idea of like a whole new group of turtles, it was just like, bro, what? Like at the what? same time, you know, it's like, well, they were already dead in the last room. Right. Right. You know, all you have all you had was one of them. So it's like, oh, well, you know. Let's, let's see how it goes. But it was it still hit a little different because it was like even though the other three was gone, you still had you still the one, one of the original. You still had one of the original. And because they flashed back a lot, like back and forth between the present and the past timeline, mm-hmm. even though they was gone, they it was like they were still there because Right. Because they often flash back was, and you still were seeing them in the joint. Plus he was kind of a little crazy, so he would be talking to his, you know, brothers in his head. Right. <laughs> right. That too. He was losing his little mind. Yeah. And yeah, him doing that also, you, you still felt their presence. Right. While in this joint, this new one, I'm assuming they're not going to be there at all. We're literally just getting these, these new group of turtles, this new four. And it was just like, whew, I don't know. Yeah, I was just still too close to, mm. again, spoilers, guys, fast forward some minutes, 
Yeah, he definitely should have been fast forwarding at this point. <laughs> oh, when Mikey dies at the end of it, you're like, nah, I don't want to see no new, you know what I mean? You still learning how the other three died and then how Mike, Mikey dies at the end. It's just like, I don't want to read nothing about no new group, but like I had to let it sit with me for a while and let that first series kind of like run its course after I finished reading it. And then after taking a little time to let it digest and everything, like I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm kind of actually looking forward to it now. And just for those reasons, like you said, you already knew like Leo was the leader, the disciplined one, Ralph was the angry one, Donnie the smart one, Mikey the silly one and all that. So with this new core, you kind of like, okay, how are they going to do that? Like what they going to be like? Would they have any character traits to the original four at all? Would they, would any of them be smart, like, you know, how Donatello was? Right. Would any of them have any hint of silliness or anger? You know what I mean? Like, how would they do that? Because I would imagine they would have complete different personalities from their original four. That'd be my guess. Once, like I said, once I removed myself from the first series, I was like, all right, I think I'm ready to kind of like, embrace the new generation so to speak i was all in man i'm calling it right now that i think at some point whether or not it sticks or it will just be like for some issues i think at some point one of the turtles will turn bad oh you uh that's a hot take brother you you so you calling um I, I think I just feel like that would be a good story arc somehow. Like I said, I don't know if it would be permanent or it would just be like for a period of time, but I feel like one of them will turn bad. That would be that would be good storytelling. I would be for it. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be mad at him re- while reading it, but <laughs> I would be all for it. Yeah, I could see that uh, possibly happening. That would be nice, but. If they didn't go that route, I, I would be fine with that as well. Yeah. Which is a cool idea because since they did kill the big bad in the first run of The Last Ronin, who would be the main villain then? Yeah. Which I think that would be interesting if one of the original, well, I'm about to say the original four, one of the members from the new group would actually end up turning bad. I think that would be interesting and good storytelling. I like where your head's at, man. I like that. That's that's some good stuff. Just, just you know, it's probably like you know a difference of opinion and thought about like you know what they should do, you know, to take care of the city or lead the people, that type of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can definitely see that working. But um, yeah, that's that's the update for that. As far as other updates, we got one more update. We got the last Ronin video game coming out, ladies and gentlemen. It is currently in development for PCs, PS5, and the Xbox Series. The last Ronin will be a single-player action RPG similar to the modern God of War series. The title will feature a mature tone, which should be exciting for fans of the comic series. But Rosen, whoever that is, made it clear back in March that the game was years away from release. So it does. Oh, that must be one of the people from the um, company, gaming company. So it doesn't have an official release date at the moment. Brother, 
How are you feeling about that? What was your thoughts when you heard that news? They getting a, new, a video game based on the, the last round in the first series. Well, the studio that's doing it, THQ Nordic, right? they are very good at making video games. Um, they did the Dark Sider series. Okay. okay. Which is really good itself. So, like, honestly, they could take the bones of the Dark Sider series and just match that in with the Ninja Turtles and or the last one, and, and that could work perfectly. You know, obviously, <clears throat> add in some sneaking around stuff um, because, you know, supposed to be ninjas and stuff, but I think they shouldn't have a problem at all doing it. Okay, that makes me feel good because I mean, I'm familiar with THQ, but I haven't played any of their like, more recent games. So I wasn't sure how to feel Ooh. like, is this, is this, are they going to do right, mom, or what? Yeah. Like you mentioned Darkseid, like I haven't played that. I know that's one of their more popular um, franchises, though. So you saying that, you know, they make good video games and Darksider, you know, I know a lot of people like that game. That gives me hope that this can. Yeah, I, I think, I think the game will be perfectly fine if they, and I mean, the thing about it is they already got the story. So like, they just need to put gameplay with the story. Right. Yeah, hopefully it had that same tone, which it sounds like they are being very faithful to the comic series, which is good because that was, you know, they got to hit that tone right, man. Mm-hmm. Because I was in from the get-go when I heard this game was coming out. It threw me off, <laughs> for one, because I feel like most people that have the Ninja Turtles property, they feel like they're only good for like a, a side-scroller. The side-scroller right. beat them up. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy those games. I even enjoyed the latest one they got out, the Shredder's Revenge. I enjoy playing that joint a lot, but I feel like they could do so much more than just having it be the typical beat 'em up. Like I think if you have it in the right hands, I guess that has that same, you know, that just have that passion for the franchise. I feel like it could be right. similar to like you know the Batman Arkham Knight style games. Right. You know? Especially with a game like this, like you can definitely do a lot more, right? And this is the perfect problem because with this, with the you know, since it is based off the uh, the last Ronin comic, they can definitely go a little darker, for sure. And <clears throat> add in some like open world elements to it. You know, it ain't got to be like completely open world, but you know, a little bit here and there, right? Because I feel like in the right hands, you can make a great Ninja Turtle game. In the open world, even if it's not full open world, like just right. having have them branch out a little bit, you know, f- right. I think that thing would be, eh. but I feel like we just um, got to get those right people that, you know, what I mean, that actually cares about the franchise and really, right. you know, they're going to definitely, like I said, just have that passion to give right. about the franchise and as a whole to bring us a real good game. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing what THQ is going to end up doing. Because... It would be nice to see some gameplay at some point, or at least like a trailer. They did a teaser trailer, but they didn't really show anything. Yeah, we did get a small teaser trailer, which was cool, but it was no gameplay at all right. in it. Um, very, It was very short, showing quick little cutscenes and little nods to things that happened in the yeah. original series. And right. if you know, you know. So it was real cool, which it served its purpose. A teaser trailer is just something to get you hyped 
for the game for when they actually start showing some gameplay and all that. But it probably won't even be for another year until we even get any of that. I, I would <laughs> think so, yeah. Which is why I was so surprised that we even got a teaser trailer so early, to be honest with you. Yeah. I guess they just wanted to put us on notice of like, hey, it's in the works. Yeah, they did a good job because I was, I was like, oh man, like I was expecting this so soon. It got me hyped even more. Because yeah, we probably won't get an actual trailer until maybe like next summer. Yeah, that sounds about right. Man, I'm really hoping that this game, that if I mean, assuming they do it right, that this sets the tone for like the future, like Ninja Turtle games, that it shows like okay, they can actually make a a very good Turtles game without it having to right. be a side scroller. <laughs> right. Because I feel like the closest we even got to like a like a. a I guess that Batman Arkham Knight style type game, the closest we got to that was right. it, it came out like a few years ago for the uh, 360. It was called, um, why am I blanking? Oh, TMNT Out of the Shadows. It was like, it was one of those um, games like you had to download in the uh, Xbox Marketplace. Oh, okay. And man, I really like, it didn't get like the best reviews. But man, I don't. I really don't understand why. Cause I thought it was real good. Like the graphics look good. <laughs> I thought the action was pretty fine. Like I don't. Um, it's not. I mean, it's not perfect by any means. But right. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Like I still go back and play it to this day. Like I feel like it's a very underrated game. And again, I think it got so. I guess it gets criticized because, like I said, it's not the typical turtle game that we think of. It's not Turtles in Time. <laughs> Right. Or Hyperstone, or any of them joints, or even the latest Shredder's right. Revenge. So, um, if they can take, if uh, what's this? The people that's making the last Ronin game, if they can take that and just completely elevate, like on steroids from that, I would, I would be a happy man. Yeah, it would be. But um, do you have anything to add on to that, sir? Before we get into this. Yeah. I don't have anything else. All right, man. Well, going to take a second. We're going to go in to issue number two of TMNT, The Last Ronin. back ladies and gentlemen as we're about to get into this issue number two of tmnt the last ronin first i just i just gotta know j3 what you think about this uh issue number two overall how you feeling about this issue oh um it's a good one to really like start figuring out what's been happening i'll say that it's i mean it, it hits you with a lot but, you know, it starts answering some of the questions that you have from the first one. And then you just have more questions at the end of it. Yes, you do. First of all, I love this issue. This issue is definitely starts answering some questions as far as what happened to, well, at least in this one, you find out what happened to one of the turtles, our boy Raphael. And it really just takes, I mean, this issue really took me on a roller coaster <laughs> of emotions. Yeah. Really. To be honest with you, you know, and we'll get into it later, but just seeing what happened to our boy Raph and how that all went down and 
you you can't help but feel sad and mad at the same, at least me mad at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> mad at Raph because you know, of course, he's true to his nature. Yes, very well so. Yeah. And um, you know, but yeah, outside of that, like um, well, I kind of already touched on it. We do get a more of a backstory as far as how things came to be. And they do a good job of just going back and forth while we're getting the flashbacks as what's happening. Um, they're doing a good job of keeping us in in the current timeline too, just seeing how <laughs> our characters or heroes still feeling the effects from what happened previously. And right off the break on the first page, uh, we get the first few panels of good old April. You know, she waking up. Um, you know, she just lying in bed and she wakes up in tears. You know, she's crying. So you already kind of feeling for her because while you don't know what she's crying about, you know it's, it has something to do to what happened yeah. in the past. Did you gather that much as yourself? I mean, I, I figure, you know, it's about whatever her current situation is or whatever happened in the past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and then from there, you know, we flash back into simpler times, actually, where we have Cape, April and Casey. Or so we thought. Well, yeah. It was kind of like calmer times before the shit really hit the fan, so to yeah. speak. Because you got April and Casey, I'm guessing they're living together at this time. And, you know, they're pretty much setting up the table in the uh, in the living room. Just a living life, you know. They about to enjoy a nice, wholesome dinner. And they're just waiting for their turtle buddies to come on through. And, you know, they could just have a good dinner together. And you find out even that Casey proposed to April and, you know, they're engaged out here. Engaged. Freshly engaged. Was you happy for them, man? I mean, because you, you already know, right? Like, okay, this is not... Right. This is like the ultimate positivity. <laughs> you know this is right. this is not going to last too long. So, was you at least happy for them? I mean, you know... Not that. The- the name of the book is called The Last Ronin. I'll be doing a flashback. I was like, all right, well, it's not going to be going well for a while. Right. So let's get on this little nugget of um, positivity because we're, they're not going to get too much of that. Shit's going to go downhill from here. <laughs> Literally. Because the second that we finish that whole little moment, nice little moment with April and Casey, you have my man Ralph all of a sudden just busting through the front door, just like literally just all bloodied up and battered. And you got Mikey and Donnie coming in, dragging Master Splinter in the room and Master Splinter in real bad shape. And you just like, what is going on? It's just like a lot is going on. What was your thoughts when you initially saw that, like them busting through? I mean, I was like, oh, shit. Splinter might be the first one to die. I don't think I was ever really worried about Splinter for whatever reason. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it definitely wasn't looking good for our boy or for our rat, our rodent. Like, it wasn't looking good <laughs> for him for sure. But I, um, for some reason, I wasn't too concerned about him. I was like, it just seemed too easy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's like they want you to take the bait, the bait right there. They want you to take that to set you up. They right. want you to look right here when somebody gonna come from behind, yeah. and you know, what I mean? <laughs> like that's yeah. how it felt like to me. 
Because I, you know, yeah, like reading reading the rest of the comic book and then reading even like what happens at the end of this one, the injuries that cause their death is not going to happen off screen. We're going to be able to see what happens and sit with it. Right. That's kind of like what I was saying. Like, yeah, it's just like, because if it's going to happen, we're going we gonna to see that thing, right? Like, they ain't going to just see it happen. Yeah. They ain't going right. to just hit us with the, oh, tell us what happened without actually seeing what happened, right? Right. So while it was real easy to sit there and take the bait, like, oh, man, Splinter. Ain't he gonna be the first to go? It just was like it wasn't sitting with me. Like, nah, it ain't gonna <laughs> be him first. <laughs> which, fortunately, unfortunately, I'm not sure which, but I was right. But um, but yeah, like I said, they they like in a real bad way. And from there, they flash forward, and you cut the uh, present April, and you could tell she's like struggling. Like again, just really struggling with the effects of what happened way back then. And you know, she's kind of like just sitting there, kind of like, what in the world? And then they flash back in the past and you find out the turtles, they was telling what, explaining what happened. And pretty much they got ambushed mm-hmm. by a good number of foot soldiers, um, which uh, you kind of find out that they had some sort of truce with the foot soldiers. Some type of truce. I mean... First of all, whenever you're making a truce with the foot soldiers, I don't know that that just don't you know I mean something like a little fishy. On I that think truce. it was it was you know like how much we can trust this truce. Well, I, you know I think the thing is you know because a lot you know the the foot soldiers clan come from like you know the lineage of like Shredder who used to be you know or is still a samurai right so like whatever truce was made either with Shredder or with, you know, whoever is in charge now, they probably took it on their honor of like, this is the honorable, this is the honor code that we're doing. This is the truth that we've got. And so you wouldn't think that like anybody would betray it because it's like, we did it in such a formal way that like, you know, you breaking it would mean that you're not a honorable person. But then you also have to remember that these are bad people. So like, they don't care. All very true, yeah. which makes me. Wonder, I mean, didn't Shredder didn't, didn't Shredder kill um, Splinter's like master? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm glad you said that because that would make sense if Shredder was in charge of this whole thing and he was the one that kind of called this truce a no bueno. Like he all of a sudden just betrayed the honor code and all that. Because right. of Shredder we talk about, right? Yeah, then we find out it wasn't him. Yeah. Right. The thing is, like you just said, it wasn't him. It was Karai. And Karai, if anyone's familiar with Karai from the uh, comics and been in a few of the movies and TV I shows. She, I think she was in the, the, the series, wasn't she? The 2003 one? Yeah, she was in the 2003 and she was in the 2012 series. So if you have any inkling of Karai, um, like I said, even back to the comics, you know that she's more of the honorable one. She is the one that, you know, she has an honor code. And come to find out, you find out it was her in this timeline that betrays that whole honor code, which makes me wonder why. Why did she betray the truth? 
Maybe we find that out later on because I really don't remember, to be honest with you. I don't even know if it's ever mentioned why or anything like, but maybe we'll find out later. Then you said there was like a prequel comic book. Yeah, they end up making a prequel comic to this called The Lost Years. Yeah, so maybe that goes into it, maybe. Ah, maybe. That is very much a possibility because it does kind of focus Mm -hmm. more on what happened before. (laughs) So, yeah, you probably do find out in that, actually, as far as what happened and why she betrayed the truth and what was going on there. Which I plan on getting that too. We kind of getting off a little bit, but you do you plan on getting that at all? The lost years. Well, now that you finally told me about it, uh, I, at some point I will get it. It will be added to the list of my growing list of comic books. Yeah, but yeah, my comics is starting to kind of rise a little bit in itself. Like I just started getting into the Invincible comics. Well, not just, but that's probably more of my more recent books I've been getting into. It's pretty good, right? I don't I don't want to get too far ahead. Though. I have no doubt. Yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead though because I'm watching the show and I don't want to be spoiled by the comic. Yeah, that's why I, I don't want to be spoiled. Comic, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to get too far ahead with the show. Yeah. Too often I'm I, I find myself like reading and I'm always reading like a comic or something first and they eventually come out with a show or a movie and because I've read the comics or played the game or you know say anything like that nothing surprises me what happens in the movie because yeah. i've already or you get upset that they went a different direction from how the story in the comic goes right i i've never been one of those walking people. dead <laughs> that's a whole nother discussion brother but oh uh, <laughs> i've never been the one that really gets too upset about if they change something but it got to make sense too like don't change it just for the sake of changing it just to change it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely uh, I plan on eventually getting to the Lost Years. I think I am going to get that next because I think that the whole volume comes out this month. If not this month, definitely next month because they just finished the whole series because it's a five issue limited series like the oh, okay. first time. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. But um, where are we at? Where are we at in this thing? So, yeah, you got the turtles. Apparently, the turtles made this truce with the foot soldiers and that gets broken. You got my man Splinter, meanwhile, just in a bad way. And, you know, April's doing all she can because she's supposed to be kind of like they're the turtles doctor <laughs> for real. And she can't. You yeah. know, she can only do but so much because it's just that bad. And she even mentions, you know, unless they see a real doctor. You know, it ain't much that she can do. So Leo, he didn't tell his Casey to um, bring the van around. Go ahead and get that van. Bring that joint so we can uh, get Splinter to this hospital. Oh, what? Not, not hospital, but I guess they had a doctor apparently that they could go to. Had a fresh doctor on standby for these conditions. They got a doctor that's on standby for giant rats. I mean, that's what it sounds like. I mean, it sounds like he's a real nonchalant. And, <laughs> but um yeah he does that and then all of a sudden casey looks up and realizes like hey where's ralph and you realize ralph is left the building ralph is off doing ralph things ralph is doing ralph things yeah, yeah being real ralphish at this moment i mean what did you think about ralph leaving like did you know what he was having I mean, to do at this point I mean, I def- well, I didn't know 
where I knew who he was trying to find, or at least trying to find whoever is responsible. Yep, it was not looking good. I mean, my man. Sometimes I just wish my man to slow down. Sometimes you know, take a breather. That ain't ever been his nature. Count to ten. You know what I mean? Forward and backwards. And we could figure this thing out together. But, you know, like you said, Ralph, that's never been his style. Nope. So why would we expect anything different here? Yeah, especially with his, you know, master hurting. Right. Looking like he's about to die at any moment. Right. But from there, we fast forward to the present time. In April, you know, she starts getting out of bed and she's getting herself together when all of a sudden you realize she's missing her damn arm and leg, bro. Like, what is going on? Like, that threw me off. I don't know about you, but that threw me off when I saw she was missing. Yeah, I had the. I had the. I was like, oh, wait, what? Okay. I was like, Wow. Like, definitely wasn't expecting that. Hurt me to the core. And then, you know, she gets up, though. She's um, on the side of her bed, and she's putting on her prosthetic arm and leg and everything. And I'm like, dang. They've been through it as if we didn't know already. But you definitely get the picture when you see her. Like, okay. They really went through something. Really rough out there. Real rough, to say the least. But yeah, she's getting herself together, putting her prosthetic gear on, and she kind of looks over to the side, and then you see Casey's belongings and everything, and she's saying, can I get a little help here? In the next panel, you show, you see Casey's things and belongings, and I'm like, oh, dang, you know, she's missing her boo thing. She's missing Casey, you know? Casey didn't Casey make it. No Casey ain't there no more. Yeah, so you thinking she missing him. Cut the Mikey. He's talking to his brothers in his head, in his brain, and he's just like, bruh, can you believe April is still alive out here? Like, who would have thunk it, huh? And then they kind of allude at this point. The last thing they remember was a huge explosion before, I guess, they blacked out or whatever the case was, which kind of gives more hints to kind of like, all right, huge explosion. What, What the hell happened? That it was in a he was explosion. What is she? What is he talking about? What was your thoughts at that point? Uh, for me, it was just more like you know they're still giving giving some history, and it was just like all right. At some point, hopefully, we will find out about what they are talking about. Yep, exactly. And then, so while you're kind of like pondering over what all that could have possibly meant, we get another flashback. And you just see my man Ralph on a straight, on straight savage mode, trying to hunt down Cry in the foot. He just hopping over. They always hopping on top of buildings to get to their destination. So you just see him just kind of like on Mission Impossible. You're doing a lot. Ralph does not care about anything right now but vengeance. Yeah. He has straight blood in his eyes. He sees nothing but death. You know, Ralph was always the, the angry one, so. Definitely was. He always was the impulsive one. So this was very on par 
with his character, to say the least. And then you cut to and you see Karai is with her foot soldiers, her crew. And I guess they're like at a dock or something. Yeah, I'd probably say it's like a dock, a warehouse dock. Yeah, so they're over at a warehouse dock. And then she pretty much gives this big speech to the foot soldier saying like, look, damn the truce. The truce has been broken. Whatever truce we got, we got to kill them. We got to kill them now. I don't care what. Look, we got we going for it. And that's that's that. And again, I'm just still trying to figure out like, hey, why they, why are we breaking truces over? So what happened? But before I could even fully process that, my man Ralph just come jumping from the shadows, <laughs> raising hell out here, just busting up foot soldiers yeah, yeah. or whatnot. And it's like, sheesh. Like, I mean, it gets serious from here. Do you want to go into what happens? Do this? Oh, I mean, you just go full rampage mode. Like he gets messed up, but he does a lot more damage to them than they do to him. Yes, he has a lot happening to him. Like he has arrows, the sword, yep, stabbing him. Like he, my man just got a lot. Like his arrows, swords, knives, all of it just stabbing him from the side, the back of his shell, all around him. Like it's, I mean. He's he's getting messed up himself, but my man is so hawked up on rage mode. I don't even think he feel any of that because my man was killing everything that moved in these. I, I don't think candles. he even like he probably felt the pain, but at that point he didn't care. First of all, I think he was on his hawk. He was on his hawkish mode. And I think he, the adrenaline, like he was just hawked up on the adrenaline. My man was so angry. Yeah. He was on a whole nother, he was on a war page. He actually got through everybody too. He got through all the foot soldiers. He killed them all. To the point it came down to just Ralph and Karai. And they was the only ones. Which is not what she wanted. I don't think she really wanted that smoke. For a second, I was starting to think like, Okay, Ralph might actually make it. He might actually make it through this part. Might not live, ultimately, right? Because we already know the outcomes. But he yeah. might actually survive out this particular situation. Right. And I realized it wasn't going to happen when he decides to body slam Karai right off the dock. I thought she. I thought he still had a chance. I was like, well, I ain't going to say that. I thought what he was doing was kind of like a suicide murder thing. I thought, like, he said, fuck it. If I'm going to die, I'm going to take you with me. And, you know, he a turtle, so he can survive in water. He just injured from all of his injuries. But right. he can't survive in water. So I just figured he just about to just have her get drowned. And if he died in the process, then so be it. Right. Yeah. I knew it was like, all right, maybe this is probably how it happens. He's willing to die for this moment by body slamming her, suplexing her <laughs> into the water. But he almost succeeds, actually. He almost succeeds in taking her out. And then you just see Karai uh, in one of the panels. You know, they sink in lower and lower into the a bliss of water. 
and you see Karai takes one of the ninja stars or uh or Sai Ralph Sai actually, right? Takes his side, yeah. Takes Ralph Sai and shoves it right through the bottom Bruh. of his chin. Yep. Bruh, that was brutal. Like, I mean, when I first read it, I didn't even catch that at first that she actually like I knew she did something, right? I didn't realize she shoved it. Like I thought he probably like stabbed her like I mean, she stabbed him like I don't know. Somewhere else. Like I didn't realize right. she shoved it through the bottom of his chin. Yeah. She was not fucking around. I mean, to be fair, you know, it's do or die time at this point. You gotta do something. It's either fly or sink. Yeah. And she refused to sink in this moment. And she does that and she gets away, kind of, because she actually You see a hand reach in the water. While she she kinda like, you know, it looked like she's not gonna make it because she eventually starts kinda like fading off. Right. (laughs) You see this hand just grabs her, like you don't know who this is. But you just see a hand grabs her and she kind of, or you assume that she is going to survive, you're guessing. And and you know Ralph is. And Ralph is, at this point, he's died. And you just see this large image of of his side just sinking through the bottom of of the water. Uh, And that's how... Our boy Ralph goes, man. I mean, how was you feeling after you saw how the first turtle died? Uh, you know, the writings were on the wall the whole time, and you know, you still don't like it because yeah, Ralph is gonna die here. This is a Ralph thing. He takes off in a fit of anger. He has nobody to back him up. I was like, he's gonna die here, but like, he gets so close to finishing the job and it's like if like if one of the turtles could have like one like once they discovered that he ran off right like if one of them could have like uh tried to like catch up with him it could have been a whole different thing Mm -hmm. but i'm guessing like nobody chased after him i don't know they probably did, but they just ain't know where my man went. I mean, when you just kind of like disappeared. But apparently he knew where to go. <laughs> he knew where to go. They ain't know where to go. I mean, I'm talking about the turtles, like the others, though, that he just left. That's what I'm saying. Like, but like, he knew where to go. What, you know, he knew where to go to find this person. They knew that he was going after this person. So why do you not know where she's at? <laughs> Is that like some information that only Ralph knows? Because he don't seem like the type. Ralph got that intel, man. You ain't know. Ralph ain't got no intel. Ralph got that intel. He got intel. intel. He got it from Donatello. That's what he got. Right. He would be the one with the intel, actually. Donnie before right. anybody. <laughs> right. That's what happened. Ralph got the intel from Donnie's notebook or something out of his back pocket. He was like, oh, that's where they at? And he just ran off. And then, and then Donatello just didn't say shit. Nah, ain't, you know, he was like, nah, Ralph ain't get the book, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't get the book. He ain't get the he couldn't have got the book. It's right here. 
in my hand. Like he ain't he ain't put two and two together. But uh, to be fair, they probably was headed there, but they was too late. I mean, we don't know. But it's just crazy because, like, you know, you don't know how much time is passing. Whatever, right. right. But, like, I mean, he had to fight, like, a whole bunch of foot soldiers before he even got to Karai. So it's like, you would have thought that they would have, like, got there before, like, he, you know, he fought Karai. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because it was a good number of foot soldiers, so it's like, it was a it was a lot of them, like it, like a hundred deep at least. Yeah, I know. Like I can completely believe that he is that mad enough that he take them all out in like under a minute. But like, you know, like it took him a little bit of time. Have, <laughs> you know, like got him. You know that that somebody could have got there. Possibly, but I don't know. But it didn't work out that way. It did not work out that way. But it yeah, it just all depends, man. Just all depends. But oh I, I agree with you to an extent. Like I do think somebody needed to be with him. That is for sure. Yeah. But I think he needed all three of them. Like I don't think just one no, no. extra one just being there would it just changed the deal. I mean but to me they I mean the homie took out like the whole squad. I know, but we talking about Karai is the boss. It's the that, boss battle. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm and saying. you like, saw Raph that he got took it out. I don't know if it's going to be any different. I know, but like, Raph almost took her out single-handedly. So it's like, if you could have just had one extra turtle there, they could have tag-teamed her. But I don't think it... Because Karai be slick with it. You saw what happened. Like, she somehow went out. She but, went out of the dots or whatever. Like Right. But, but if it had been two-on-one... Ralph wouldn't have been body slamming her and she wouldn't have been close enough to take his weapon to jab it, you know, in his head. Right. That means she would have whooped that ass two on one. <laughs> like, I think she would have gave him that work two on one. Yo. So you think Karai would have been able to beat two of the turtles? Yeah, just two of them. If It seems like know, they're, they're at, well, put it this way, they're at their best when they have all four. Completely agree, but like, but you saying like Karai? Like they have a, they have two a, of the turtles though. Two of them. Yeah, I don't think it's going down like that. She that she can't be that good because Karai is essentially like as good as the Shredder. But and she they not and the they and you see how Shredder give the full all four of them the business. I know Shredder be giving them that work. <laughs> so essentially. Karai is ultimately the shredder in this timeline. Well up to that point in the story. So I I guess. You, I, I cannot imagine the two of them. I mean, don't get me wrong, they will give her a fight. But to say she they gonna win? I think so, bruh. Or at the very least, at the very least, they're gonna go blow for blow and it might end up being like a stalemate or something. Like I said, they would give her a challenge. It would definitely it won't be easy. But I, you know, I, I don't think I think if you I don't think now, two I, of them I is think, gonna get it. I think if you had Raph and Donatello, yeah, that ain't the squad right there, right? I think if you got Raph and Leo, oh now we're talking business. Now now we can do something, right? Yeah. And no shade to Michelangelo, but Leo, Leo, Leo putting in that work, right? You know, like that's the team. That's who you want. 
if the turtles are splitting up and you got group A is Leo and Raph and group B is, is Michelangelo and Donatello, please give me group A, okay? <laughs> no shade to group B, but like, why you I don't know what get done. Why you, why you shade the group B like that, bro? I just, <laughs> I, you know, if I'm depending on them and, and I need that assistance, I know I'm going to get in group A. Group B, they're going to get there, but they're going to be a little bit late, okay? <laughs> okay. I can kind of meet you halfway there. If you got group A with Ralph and Leo, because they the best fighters of the team, obviously. So you you might definitely have a better chance if you at least have those two. I'll at least go there with you. I just would have liked ultimately, which is what Ralph this is his biggest weakness. He's so impulsive. I would have liked for them to have the four of them take a deep breath and strategize and plan for their next move opposed to just running off like Ralph did. Because if you have four of them, I know for sure while we can debate, you know, <laughs> if they would get the job done with group A, group B, or whatever the case may be. If they had all four of them with a plan, you know they're giving them that work for sure. Right. But, you know, Ralph, Ralph ain't doing that. Ralph was not having that at all. He said, Not at that point. Not with, not with what just happened. Like, in any other case, like, he get angry. He might voice what he want to do. But he's not going to immediately go do it, right? But with what you know, what what happens to Splinter? He was that you know that's that's his father. He too you know that's too close. He that's that's too much anger that he just can't keep bottled up. Yeah. So he found a way to vent it out real fast. And what better way than to find a hundred plus foot soldiers to kill every single last one of them? He gave him all that work. Gave him all that work to the point you almost took out. Like I said, he it almost happened. He almost was very successful. Got it. I don't I even think, you know what. I, I don't even understand like how they be getting all these foot soldiers. Like what type of recruitment do y'all have? Because I'm be honest with you, if I if I was a person that was trying to get recruited by the foot soldiers. I was like, yo, why y'all recruiting? Y'all just recruited like two weeks ago. Like, oh, man, you know, these group of like four turtles like killed up like a hundred of our dudes, yo. I'd be like, yo, what do you mean four turtles? And like, nah, yo, they like seven feet tall green turtles. They got ninja skills. I'd be like, I don't think I want to do this recruitment no more. It don't sound like the normal ninja shit, right? Like, I'm going to be against mutant turtles. I don't want to be part of this. Right. That's funny you say that, because, yeah, what is their process with all this? Because they seem to, they be losing foot soldiers like dime a dozen, bro. All the time. And yet they still seem to double. They lose 100, yeah. they get 200 tomorrow. Like, right. Like, yo, where are they coming from? Do they do an application? Like, what is happening? You be like, new recruit be asking, like, yo, where Jacket? I ain't seen him in a minute. Like, oh, homie, homie died, yo. He died yesterday. He'd be like, oh, what, how he died? All right, man, like, this green turtle, uh, he, like, stabbed the shit out of him. Like, I don't know, man. Ain't, I don't even know. Like, it's some, it's some shit that I ain't never seen before. You know? I, like, I barely got away from my life. He'd be like, yo, what you mean a green like, turtle mean? stabbed him? What you mean you barely got away with your life? Like, like, yeah, my man got stabbed, like, four or five times in the neck, yo, like. 
You ain't have a chance. By a turtle? By, by a turtle? Like, nah, these these are abnormal turtles. They kind of humanish. Like, they like seven feet, though. Seven feet? Turtles? What? What you, what you talking about, yo? Like, you sure they just ain't wearing in the sky? No, they seven feet. They are seven feet out here. Right. Like, you'll meet them eventually. Like, well, I'll meet them eventually. Like, what do you mean I'll meet them eventually? Yeah, we about to go out on the run right now. <laughs> you rolling? Like, nah. Right. You just said somebody got nah, I'm good, home. I don't, I don't want nothing to do with this. You said we lost 100 the other day? Nah, I'm good. Right. Because <laughs> it's not even like if you're a foot soldier, you're getting a chance to surrender before they kill you. As soon as they see that you're a foot soldier, it's on site. That's all it is. <clears throat> right, literally. It is on site. I'd be the one foot soldier saying, I don't want none. Please don't don't mess with me. I'm done. I dropped my weapons. I'm good. Me with you. Me friends with you. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm y'all. I'll take off the uh the foot gear off right then and there. Like right, right there. To show you my allegiance. Like whatever you need for me to do. I don't want to look like these other hundred dead foot soldiers that's surrounding me right now on the floor. I don't want no problems. Don't want no problems at all. Do not want that smoke. Nope. And then you got Ralph still <laughs> killing you anyway because he's just on a rampage. Like you picked the wrong time to try to be peaceful and whatnot. You'd be, you'd be a foot soldier. You'd be like, yo, I thought we had a truth though. <laughs> <laughs> right. And meanwhile, you got. Meanwhile, you got Karan talking about we ain't got no truth no more. He'd be like, "What? What? I thought I, I thought we was in the peace period." <laughs> you still you still on the old news? You're like, "Bro, I thought we made a truce." Like, what is happening? <laughs> All of a sudden, you just hear Raph just yell, <laughs> "Oh my god, he's here!" <laughs> just hear this faint roar in the back. You're like, right. looking behind you, like, "What is going on?" <laughs> the bodies get tossed up. And you see him jump from the like, oh my God, you I gotta go. <laughs> you see these bodies getting flung up, and then you see Ralph just jump from the crowd like ah, with his sides <laughs> coming down on your head with both of his sides. Like I give up, I give up. <laughs> I thought we was in the peace period. <laughs> Be like, I give up, I give be your last words because you did. <laughs> I'll be like, damn, you about to give up. Oh well. Right. Move on to the other hundred right. foot soldiers. Right. <laughs> but yeah, man. So you have Ralph dying right then and there, unfortunately. And from that point, we flash forward back to the current timeline after that tragedy. And you got Mikey and April having a conversation back in the lair, which, you know, uh Mikey notices her that April's arm that she's missing her arm and she has the prosthetic arm while she's um, drinking her tea and you know he tries to apologize to her like man sorry about that you know didn't mean for that to happen on our last encounter with you know who and you know april you know she takes it real real well actually she like don't sweat it this is just my souvenir from when we last met up i'm like whoa like she she's taking this real good (laughs) Not bad. She, yeah, she took it in stride. Yeah, it took it like a real champion. That is for sure. You do realize, like, yeah, like I said, they haven't seen each other since whenever that last encounter when she lost her arm and legs, which explains why they haven't even talked for so long because they they thought each other was dead. Um, yep. 
Mikey's still not even understanding how he's even still alive after that fall. Like after that fall in the last issue when he fell like several stories after trying to get so to like the... fifty stories. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get to the top of the tower to get to our boy. Man, I, I can never think of my man's name. Shredder's grandson. Right. Um Yeah, I can't think of his name. Yeah, it's a role. I ain't even gonna try because I don't remember. Man, I'll figure out later. But yeah, Mikey trying to get he got knocked down a few stories trying to get to Shredder's grandson. <clears throat> so he trying to figure out how he even like survived that fall. And I like that they kind of actually um, had an explanation for that, which April lose that his mutation has been progressing over the years. Right. Which is why explains why he's so much bigger than when we used to seeing him. A man like much yep. bigger and stronger and even from falling so far, like looking at the panel, I mean, he looks pretty good considering like he's healing pretty fast. Yeah. My man fell like at least 50 stories up in the sky out of a building. So I like that they actually explained that. And then cutting to Mikey was trying to figure out like, yo, how I end up here. I'm not understanding how that even happened. And then April quickly helps him out with that by calling good old Casey into the room. And at this point, when she called Casey, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm like, hold up. I know Casey Jones ain't about to come back into this room right now. Like, what was your, what was you thinking? I kind of figured that it was probably the girl. Because they kind of mentioned and showed her a little often in the first chapter. Mm -hmm. So I kind of figured it was her. Mm Mm-hmm. At the time when I was reading it, like I had forgot all about the girl in the beginning because she, I felt like she was, she, I don't know, she just seemed like a random person. Like I didn't think nothing of her. Like I had forgot all about her until she pops up at this moment, which you find out that the Casey that April is referring to is her daughter, which her daughter name is Casey Marie Jones. Which I was like, oh, okay, now that makes much sense. Because I was like, man, I know Casey ain't about that. We already got April popping out of nowhere. And not for Casey Jones to like, come to find out my man made it out of there as well. And like I said, I thought that was cool. Like, like okay, found out, you know, they had a daughter together before Casey Jones' untimely death. We haven't gotten there, but yeah. We have not gotten there, but... Had we, at this point, I think it was kind of, like, safe to assume, like, okay. Yeah. Well, kind of minor spoiler, but, but yeah. yeah. Well, especially when she popped up, because when she said Casey Jones, I'm thinking, like, oh, like, Casey Jones. Right. right? But when the daughter came. Plus, you had the scene earlier where she was in bed and she was talking to the hockey man. So, you kind of infer from that that, like, he ain't around no more. Right. Exactly. Which I like how that minor spoiler, minor spoiler for anybody who didn't pick up on it. Which I like how they did that because you're thinking at that moment when she was getting out of bed, when she asked Casey, can I get some help? You know, you're thinking like, okay, she's missing Casey Jones, her husband or fiance, ex-fiance, whatever. Right. And come to find out she was actually calling for her daughter, Casey. <laughs> um. Which, like I said, I thought it was cool because going back to her, you, of course, you wouldn't catch it in that moment because you ain't know. But anyways, yeah, that happens with the daughter. You meet the daughter, April and Casey Jones' daughter. 
Next, we cut to Oroku Saki's grandson, which, of course, he's still looking for Mikey. He's talking to his boys, his crew, the foot soldiers. Have y'all seen him? Like, can y- y'all found him yet? And I guess his main leader, the lieutenant, the captain of his foot crew, he was like, nah, man, we ain't found him yet. Nope. And from that point, you, you realize, like, how evil my man or, uh... If I could think of his name, <laughs> I wish I could remember his name. I found the joint uh, earlier, and of course, I still forgot when I got to this point. I meant to write it down so I wouldn't forget. But, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, you 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 find out how evil Oroku Saki's grandson actually is because he ended up telling him. Yeah, he on other. Sh- he's literally on other shit. He tells the lieutenant, like, look. I'll forgive you, you know what I mean, for this little, this failure of yours, since you couldn't find the last turtle. But if this happens again, bro, if you if you come back talking this recklessness again, talking about you can't find him or anything like that, like, I want you to look at the last person that was in your position that failed me. And cut to the next panel, you see a skeleton head with the birds pulling out the eyeball out the socket and you just like man the head just decapitating oh did i say that right just it's just like yeah you just head on the spike head on the spike everything it's it's not looking good what was you feeling after when you were seeing that did you did you get the perfect understanding at that (laughs) point like okay this man is nothing to mess with um i felt bad for the next person that's in charge yeah, because if I saw that, I wouldn't even want the job no more. I'll be trying to find a way like, all right, I can't just simply quit the job because, of course, he's going to kill me, right? I'm right. trying to escape. I'm trying to get to an island. Like, I'm trying to, like, flee the country at this point. Like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Yeah, because for him to do that for just, like, failing him, which to him is a pretty big deal, it's like, dang. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, a little rough, a little rough, but um, yeah, you get that, and then you cut back to Mikey and Casey, the daughter, talking to one another as they walk through the lair. I guess trying to uh, get to know each other a little more. April kind of leaves them to it to kind of you know talk a little while, and from there, Casey retrieves all of Mikey's belongings, which was like uh, his brother's weapons. And a book that Master Splinter originally owned and a yep. bunch of other things like that just Mikey had on him when he tried to uh, off himself, unfortunately. She even finds a, uh, she was reading the book or looking into the book herself, uh, Splinter's book, and she saw something written in it that said, like, no peace. Um, right. And she was like, what, what, what does that mean? Like, what that mean exactly? And Mikey was like, look means we got more work to do or he got more work to do because it's done yet yeah because until he off oroko saki's grandson (laughs) yeah he got work to do he ain't playing so you you get that and then you also have mikey explain to casey where um where he's been at all this time because casey was like dang so if you've been alive this whole time like we're like what happened? Like, you know, catch me up. Where you been at this whole time, brother? And do you want to explain 
from here what Casey's been up to? Oh, I mean, not Casey. I'm sorry. Mikey. Uh, Mikey went up in the mountains. He just he went up in the mountains to just basically go die. And because, you know, reptiles can't be in cold. And apparently it didn't kill him. So he kind of just kind of did like a slow meditation for that whole period of time until like spring came around. And then, um, you know, some guys was wanting to fuck with him. And then he fucked them up. And then he was like, you know what? My job's not done. Nothing like a couple of goons to kind of get your life back in order, I guess. Yeah. You know, you're thinking you're done with it all, but then he just needed a little boost. He just needed a little motivation. Yeah. And that put him right back on track. He said, all right, I thought I was done, but I got more work to do. Got more work what to I did do. there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And then you have, um, you got Casey pretty much talking about, look, me and my crew, we're going to help you take down Shredder's grandson. And Mikey like, nah, bro, that's, look, I don't want no more responsibilities of, you know, people's lives in my hands. <laughs> like, well, too late, because you already started up some shit. Right. You, you already started something, so yeah, we in it, rather you want to or not. Right. And Mikey like, look, you, you kind of throwing me off because I don't know if you like your mom's or more like your dad, but you you got you got something going on here because you you real stubborn right now. You heard what I said? Like, mind, and she was like, mind your business. Right, right. <laughs> like mind yours. This ain't got nothing to do with you. And Casey said, hell if it don't. And then pretty much. In these last few panels right here, we have April. We cut to April, and I guess she's in her room, in her bedroom. And she goes when she goes into this cabinet to open a safe, and she pulls out this robotic head figure. And for those that knows, that is the Fugitoid's head, and. Not sure what this means at the, at the time, and you're like, well, "What's going on?" And before you can even speculate any further, it ends right then and there. It ends with April holding a robot's head in her hands. Yep. What was you thinking, like? Well, I personally don't know anything about Future Toy, so I was like, "Okay." Um, to give you a little tidbit on the Fugitoid history of it all, he's pretty much from the original comics. Like, he's been in a few of the other interpretations, too. Like, he was in the 2003 series. He was also in the 2012 series. He's in the new running, um, the current comic book series running. And he was also in the, in the original comics. So he's been in quite a few interpretations, and... His biggest storyline with the Turtles was when the Turtles go out of space. And you heard right, the Turtles go out of space. And and they they just happen to go to, I don't know, the planet that the Fugitoid lives on. And the Fugitoid was in a bad way. Like, he was running away from some folks that was trying to get him. Because he was originally a human that got converted to a robot. 
somehow mm-hmm. that's another story for another day and he pretty much the turtles land you know the turtles ended up coming to his plan they end up helping them pretty much and saving them and all that they develop a friendship and all that that's in their original comics that's the future toys history in the flesh he pretty much he ends up eventually becomes a huge ally to the turtles yeah that's she, that's, she shows them she shows them future toys and that's it yeah shows the future toy and it cuts the black that's that's a wrap that's it that's the end of the issue number two that's how we end this thing what were your favorite panels from this issue oh my favorite panel has to be the whole ralph the ralph fighting scene any panels in particular or i mean the i think the 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 best one is the just the silhouette of his weapon floating in the ocean i think that's my favorite. I mean, it it is a sad panel, but like that's my my favorite one of that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a sad panel, but yeah, I agree. Like that, like that whole sh- string of panels, like from the from the moment Ralph shows up at the docks, ready to uh, whoop ass on the foot soldiers, to him eventually dying with cry. Like I love those whole that all those panels. Like Ralph was like the people that did the artwork to this, they was really shining in those panels. Yeah, like Ralph, good job. Yeah. yeah, Ralph was really getting it in those panels. And he just looked real like badass and like, you know what I mean? Like I said, yep. do all the cut like literally skin was hanging off his face. Yeah. And yet again, you wouldn't even think he knows that right. or something because he's just like my man is just on one, and he's just getting it, like giving them that work out here, like literally. So yeah, that aside, like I just like his whole gear, like I like his whole little outfit he got on too. It just looked great. Yeah, it's very fitting of as far as his whole little attire that he's wearing. So yeah, like yeah, I yeah I agree with that. Can't go wrong with those panels at all. And the one with the size floating in the water is definitely a sad one. But yeah, yeah. nice, nice little touch. Anything else you want to uh, add to this, man, before we close out on this issue? Um, I am. Um, look out for issue three. We'll be getting to more of it. Get into more depression. Yeah. Yep. But um, all right, well. We'll be back after this, and when we come back, we'll close out the show. We want to thank you for listening to our podcast about comics and stuff. Don't forget, if you want to reach out to us and ask us any questions about TMNT, The Last Ronin, or comics in general. Real or if you com- have any answers about anything that uh, we had questions to, such as where all these facilities come from. Yes. Or, yeah, please, if y'all got any answers to that, please hit us up immediately. <laughs> or if y'all could figure out Oroku Saki's grandson's name, please. <laughs> hit us up on that as well as you can definitely hit us up on realcomicsandstuff at gmail.com 
I do plan on creating social media handles in the near future for us. So be on the lookout for that. Whichever handles will appear on, it'll probably have the same name more than likely, which is the real comics and stuff. But um, be on the lookout because, yeah, that's still in the works right now. Anything else, sir? Anything you want to add to that? No. I think you got it covered. All right. Well, this has been your boy HB and the one and only J3. We'll catch y'all on the next episode where we talk about TMNT, The Last Ronin, issue number three. Yep. Um, hope y'all had a good time, of course, because of course we did, and catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.